Welcome to It's a Good Day Podcast. We are sisters who love to chat and believe that through Jesus, even the tough seasons are good. We want to share the stories of ordinary people and have some laughs along the way. I'm Delight. I'm the older one. I'm August, and I'm the younger one. You never know what will happen on our show, but we hope you will join us as we find the good in every day. Good morning. Hello, everyone. Hi, August. Hi. So glad you're here with me today. So glad I'm here with you today, too. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I never see you. (laughs) The fact that you live like five minutes away now is fun. I mean, we've seen each other a lot more. I'm sure we've already talked about this, but it's crazy. Like, yeah, it's like way more like probably like, like triple the triple the amount like it's it's insane it's because i never leave my house and you're willing to come here because it's so close yeah i can't even think of the last time delight came and hang out at my house maybe like three or four weeks ago that one morning when you had when you invited a third person when i had a reason because there were other people right (laughs) you're coming to my house tomorrow does that make you feel bad no because if i like really wanted like i haven't really invited you a ton because like yeah, because you know that I don't want to I've leave suggested my house. it sometimes. So I know that like if I really want you to come, I have to have like a really good reason. But like, yeah, it's okay. I don't know what it is about that about me. I'm so me. glad I'm here to counsel you two about this today. <laughs> like it would be it would be nice if like one day you came and hung out with me while I just get my laundry done and do my thing. How do you things. feel about this? The thing is like I don't feel like I actually get my stuff done even though I think maybe I'm going to do stuff when you're at my house. <laughs> I don't. That's true. You know what I mean? We just end up like watching the kids and hanging out. That's true. Like yesterday I would have, but then Brianna showed up. You it's know what I mean? It's fault. It yeah, it's fault. true. <laughs> Speaking of which, hi, hi, Brianna. <laughs> We're pretty excited that our friend Brianna Seacrest is here with us today. Our best friend, yes. She's been like number one on our list to interview for like a year. Mm, so finally, she really she's has. here. She has canceled all of her other engagements. Finally, you know, due to COVID nineteen, she's, she's everything else is canceled, and so true. we get to have her finally for an interview. True. There you go. <laughs> she cleared true. her schedule. My her massive, very wide busy schedule of laying around reading. <laughs> How did the cows react to that when you said, "I'm sorry, I'm going to be gone"? It was rough. <laughs> it was very rough. I mean. Yeah, actually, they didn't notice. They don't. They don't notice. They don't notice. Okay, anything. I'm sorry to start up talking about cows, but do your cows have names or no. just numbers or um numbers? They have numbers in a letter. So like Z19 is different than A19. And like, do you know the difference of them, or um, is that I more do like know the okay. ones the that tag? are bad? <laughs> like I know like mean. No, or I know Z19 bad. is a bad one. I mean, she's not bad. I just know her by reputation. What do you mean by bad? I mean, like, if you go into the field, that one's going to be, like, a little scarier than, like... Okay, so mean. Yeah. Yeah. Mean. Okay, I thought you said me, and I was like, how would this be referring to you? But I was not... (laughs) Got it. I was like, okay, so what does she mean by bad if they're not mean? Okay. (laughs) More protective, that's all. Okay, August, like, do you think that cows are cute? Sometimes. Sometimes. Like, I do. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes. But I really like any animal that's not in the house. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a deer yesterday. Uh, Were you with me? I was. I picked you up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I like animals too. That are not in the house though? I like animals, but I like animals from the point of view of like, I wish I was like landed gentry where like I am a beautiful woman living in my estate and I look out over my animals which Uh, are right by other people. Yeah. That's how I like animals. I think I would like that as well. <laughs> like lately, I've like been I thinking care about for them. I'm like, write cat. the check and give me buy, buy hay and grain for them, and somebody can go feed them. Yeah, like I have one I don't, place, I don't have to. one place that I clean for, it and they have like a ton of chickens, and now they have pigs, and mm-hmm. they have goats and sheep, and like I'm like, this looks so fun, but I don't want them. Like I don't want to deal with them. But at the same time, like if <sighs> I looked out and someone else was taking care okay, of, them. what was that name you said? Landed, landed gentry. gentry who is that oh landed gentry were like the the class of people in the uk that owned land and looked over the estates you oh know? okay they weren't nobility they were like 
a level lower than nobility. I mean, I'm okay. not saying it wouldn't decline. I would decline being nobility. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be okay with that. I would like to. Yes. Okay. Um, but the thing is that like, to be quite honest, I have animals and I have teenagers. So I kind of do have that. Uh huh. I mean, I'm like, go That's take care true. of the chickens. They need more water. I can tell. Right. They trot out there. See, you are brand Look at that. You are whatever that word is. Like, something gentry <laughs> all right so brianna what you are here with us today yes i'm excited that you're here it's really fun to have you here Thank and you. i would love to have our listeners hear a little bit about you and your family and okay what who are you <laughs> what who are you uh okay this is i was thinking about this actually you know it's funny because i was thinking when you interviewed charlotte i was listening to charlotte interview wait long, are you saying you listen ago. to the podcast i listen to every single episode except for two and i will not tell you which two <laughs> <laughs> okay there was <laughs> well there have been some that like okay wait maybe the sound I'll is tell bad you which two. Or... one of them was the gift guide i didn't listen to that one and okay. only because it was january by the time because i had gotten behind yes and so by the time i was like oh, i do not need to buy anything so i do not want to listen you know what i mean mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i mean because also i'm always trying not to spend money okay but then the other episode i didn't listen to was there was something wrong with the sound and i don't remember yeah anyway it was a bad one other than that i've listened to everyone and probably some of them i might have listened to twice and i only i'm so forgetful and not observant that i can be listening to an episode like do to do to do and i'm like i think i've heard this (laughs) but sometimes i don't know because i talk to you guys i was gonna say it's also a little weird say things and then i'm like yeah uh did we talk about that or did i already listen to this episode right like we're like really close friends in real life so it's got to be kind of yeah sometimes i'm like oh and you're we're so close you know you guys have mentioned me twice (laughs) only twice (laughs) a hundred episodes um (laughs) Like 50, 60, <laughs> okay, something like fine. that. Yeah. But either way, I'm always like, <laughs> sometimes though, you'll know something and I'll be like, wait, how? Oh, the yeah. pod. I already said that in the podcast. Yeah. Like, who, oh, my word. Who was it the other day that? Oh, yeah. Hillary. Oh, okay. she was. I said something and then she said, oh, yeah, I know. And I was like, what? It's uh, <laughs> really weird. Like, it's really fun funny. and kind of funny, but it's like. Hey, like what? Yeah. Okay, anyway. Especially so, when it's like Anyway, I was listening friends. to Charlotte's episode, and I rem- I mean, way back when you hosted it, I was listening to Charlotte's episode, and I remember that she- you asked her to, I forget exactly how you phrased it, but like asked her to say who she was or whatever. And I remember thinking about that question a little while, like, how do you even describe who you are? Right. Because I think in America, you would, like, the, t- the tendency is to describe yourself by your occupation, but I mm. am not like, I'm so, I don't know what my word is, but like, okay, I'm a homeschool mom, but like, do I think of myself like a homeschool mom? Like I think of, I think of homeschool moms. No, mm-hmm. I think I have like zero things in common with a lot of homeschool moms. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So I don't fit, like I don't qualify myself, but like, I also have other things that I do that like, well, I like to paint Would I say, oh, I'm a painter. Hi, I'm a painter. No. Like it doesn't, I don't feel like there's any word that like, that's who I am. So then I was like, well, I'm a child of God. And I'm like, that's so cheesy. But mm-hmm. I Even don't know. though it's so true and so, so true, but it's so like we all, you know, a lot of us are. So what is that? Maybe I should just introduce you. <laughs> Here we go. I'm, I'm 39. Does that help? There, yep. that defines me um, So this is Brianna Segrist. She's 39 years old, beautiful. Um, she's a wife to Ezra. Um, she has three beautiful children. Eric is her oldest. True. She has twin girls, Aurora and Giselle. They live they live down in Jasper, New York. They have beef cows and lots of other animals running around. True. She loves Jesus. I She's do. a beautiful. She has a beautiful voice. She loves Aww. art. She's very creative, and she is a wonderful too. friend. She likes to sing. Yeah. Do. She likes to be in musicals. Yes. I do like to be a musical. She likes to act. Mm-hmm. I do. She was born at a very young age. Oh, you not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a Kurt so, Christman for so you. Now that okay, we've talked about those things. Lot. I also would say that I like to write. I do a lot of writing and I do a lot of oh, yeah. Bible studies. Like, I feel like I'm always, I'm, I, that is one thing I was saying. Like, I was thinking like, okay, if anything could define me, I think it's just that I like to study the Bible a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do. Okay, can we 
can I ask you about painting okay. or even like art stuff? House painting. I mean, I paint the houses. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> okay, but like, at what point? At what point did you know that you could like paint something? Like, is it just like you're five and you drew something and you're like, oh, look, I know how to draw. Oh, actually, it or, was sixth grade. Okay. In sixth grade, I took a random generic gen ed art class. And I remember not, I had drawn things before that, but I never, like, it never occurred to me like, oh, I can draw and other people can't. It was just kind of like, oh, right. I just drew something. Well, then in like sixth grade, I remember being like drawing in the art class and the teacher standing next to my desk and four or five other people crowding around. And I remember very clearly like, okay, I can draw these things and nobody else's drawings in this class look like this. I mm. think that was the first right. time that I, yeah. Cause like, I know that they say like you can learn that. You can. And I absolutely believe that. But like, I, I like it's kind of like singing. No, it is like singing. Listen, I think that this is my actual thing about art. I tell this to my kids all the time. When they, when my kids were little and I would be drawing, they would be like, Mama, I wish I could draw like you. And I always say, you will someday. You will someday. You can someday. Because I absolutely believe that the only difference between talented people and skilled people, the only difference is talented people find it easier to get started. Right. But talented people and non-talented people can both achieve skill in a lot of things. I mean, maybe there are some things that, that's not true. But like, I absolutely believe that anybody can learn to draw and paint anybody. Absolutely. All it takes is saying, I'm going to start practicing. That's really what it takes. And my daughters are 14 right now. And when they were like nine and 10, I remember telling them, yeah, you just need to put the, put the, put the hours in, start drawing, draw every day. And I mm -hmm. would get them little notebooks and tell yes. them to draw. And I remember honestly doubting it. I remember <laughs> saying that to them and thinking like, I hope that's true. You know, like, isn't that funny? But the truth is that they were like, okay, we will. And they, like, if you look at their drawings, okay, every, I don't know if every parent does this, but I remember them being like eight, nine and drawing things. And like, I remember looking at my friend's daughter who was about their age, who was drawing and, she, and we're friends, you know, and she would say, oh, look what she drew. And she'd post something. And I would be like, crap, like my daughter's do not draw well <laughs> like they don't mm -hmm. like they like no nothing even close to that so then I remember thinking like maybe that isn't true maybe they can't just practice into it but you know what they have been diligently practicing and my daughters right now at 14 draw way better than I drew at 14 and I think it's just because they put the practice in I mm -hmm. really do think yeah I feel like I always talk about this with singing like I think that Yes, anybody can can learn to sing because I know of people True. that have learned specifically been like, I want to learn how to sing and whatever. But then just like anything, like there are some people that are just raw and they have talent True. and it's just natural and they're just born with True. an ear to hear how to do it or the hands and eyes True. to see how yeah. to do it. But I definitely think that, yeah, you can totally, yeah. if you put your mind to something yeah, and, and learn how to do it, you can totally do it. I mean, if you yeah. want to, if you like desiring to, but if you're not, then the same with pick like the thing you're good at or something like if you want to learn how to do something and you put the hours in, like I always tell my kids, if you do the work, you're going to get paid. Like, right. It's going to happen. If you're, if you do the work, it's going to pay off. However, I also say to them, if you don't do the work, you'll never get paid. Like you can't just ride on your, you know, nothing, mm -hmm. like nothing. nobody can ride on. I mean, even, okay, even like these people that are discovered, like overnight sensations of singing, you find out a lot of times like, oh, they were home singing all right. the time. It's you not know? actually overnight. I like think Taylor that Smith. we, I think that we like, yeah, I don't know. It's making me think about like sort of the tension between like, okay, just doing what we naturally are gifted in because like, I think God gives us all gifts right but also like i think that he put in us the ability to do just about anything like but yet i do think that like people you are we all maybe are particularly gifted at specific totally. things yeah and so we can i don't know like I, there's things that i look at like okay so art kind of thing is one of them 
Like I don't feel like it. It's not something that comes natural, like drawing, painting, like any of that. And it's not that I couldn't That's the extent of it right there. You made a heart <laughs> for you too. Yeah. Okay. Do either of our brothers do much? I don't know. Yes. Wait. Corwin, I feel Corwin, like I've... I remember Corwin drawing, right? I mean, we mm. all took a art class, and I feel like some of ours turned out better than others. So I am awful, 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 awful. <laughs> it just does not come naturally to me. Like, and I don't really care. Yeah. And I think that's another thing about learning is that we learn best the things that we're interested in. I absolutely right. believe in that. That's what kind of I was thinking about. Like, okay, so I might sort of glorify like, oh, it's so cool to be able to be an artist. But at the same time, I think that I do much better at like, there's other things that kind of are more natural to me. And I think that actually... It's not that I couldn't pursue some of those things that look fun to me, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't know. I think it's good to kind of stay in. It like, is, but I think you shouldn't talk yourself out of something that you want to do because right. you're like, if I'm just not blessed. Right. I was thinking the reason that I do it. Like yeah. if I'm doing it because I think it's cool and so that would make me more cool to like learn to draw, well then, but actually I'm just kind of forcing myself. Well, that feels dumb. But if I really like, there's things that I've done where I'm like, oh, I can learn to do that. And then I do. I learn like it. When you and you started hand lettering stuff. Like right. You, yeah. True. You like loved it and valued it and like, oh, I could do this. And, and then like, oh, okay. Add I'll more lettering it. to your life. That's yeah. Something you wanted. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's a very good example. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Well, tell us about like God. And mm-hmm. when did you know like that you believed in God okay. and you know, whatever, yeah, all that stuff. Okay. So, um, I'm one of those kids that grew up in church, right? Right. I went to church all my life. My mom was very intently brought us to church, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, youth group, Awana, Missionettes. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt for a minute. Everything. What happened to night church? I don't know, but I miss, I miss night church. Okay. Like, I've thought of this several times lately. I'm, I'm sorry, like, but like morning, Sunday morning was like the, everybody goes to Sunday morning, but then the cool people go to Sunday night. It was like more fun or it was something. way more fun and way more. Okay. But that's like what it was like for you growing up. Like, yes. cause we grew up in completely different places and whatever. Okay. That's how I felt like, and I lately I've been like, okay, we would get up in the morning, go to church, yeah. like totally do the church thing. Go do something fun in the afternoon or rest, relax, whatever. And then like you're excited to like go back to church at night. But like I feel like now people will be like, are you kidding? Go to church twice in one day? I know. So yeah, like anyway, I don't know. I'm just like I don't remember when it stopped. Like I don't remember when like night service services stopped. I don't know. I do. But (laughs) okay. Anyway. Okay. So sorry. Back to. You went to all the church things. I went to all Alana, the church, things. church. I went to all the church things and I grew up going to church and I'm, I, I'm like one of those personalities that I was a teacher's pet. I was perfectionist. I was an achiever. So I was always like, um, church. I really like loved church because I could really check all the boxes. Mm-hmm. So I love church, you know, and everybody always loved little Brianna because she knew all the Bible verses and won all the sword drills and. And I love um, affirmation. So church was great for me. But when I was, um, I guess I would say, I I know that the Lord, the Lord was drawing me, you know, like he was pulling on me and he met me and he picked me and he loved me. And I can like look back now at my childhood and see how he was pulling me to him before I even recognized him, like he was in my life before I knew who he was, you know, even Mm -hmm. though like from a young age, I knew salvation. And I remember, you know, I had that same thing that a lot of Christian kids have where like, I got saved 20,000 times. Yeah. Me too. Every night. Exactly. (laughs) Like, I don't know if I'm actually saved. Did I actually say the prayer? Right. Like, (laughs) like I need to. Yeah. Anyway, but I can point to a couple of times. I remember being about 13 years old and I had gone, gotten some album, by PFR and I listened to the front side and the back side 90,000 times 
in my room at night because I only had one cassette player and one cassette. That's mm-hmm. how old I am. And <laughs> there was this one song on, and it was all a lot of fun songs, like, you know, 90s sounding. And there was this one song on there that um said, was called Mercy Man. And the guy was singing, I was saved by the Mercy Man. He took my heart. He helped me understand that there was shelter in unfailing love if I just take the hand, the hand of the Mercy Man. And I remember laying in the dark, listening to that song. And knowing every word of it for like I knew every word of all the all the songs on that album, but I suddenly realized like whoa 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 whoa, who's the Mercy Man? Like who who is this guy? And I just kind of had I'm not saying I had like a huge spiritual experience right then, but I had like this sudden awakening that like this singer knows God in a way that like I've never thought about before. Like he obviously has a personal relationship with God in a way that is totally foreign to my experience. Hmm. And it just kind of opened a hunger to me that like, there's more to God than I think. Like, it's not just about the 10 commandments and knowing, like knowing the Bible stories. It's like actually a person and it, okay, all I can say is that it, I think of it like Jesus became to me, like the Lord became to me like um, a cloudy figure in my vision. Hmm. Like I just kind of got this sense that like, oh, there's someone there. And then over the years, I just had m- more and more of like a sense of he he's there and he can be known and like... I, I can't explain it more than that, but mm. like I got older and I mean, part of my, part of my story is just that I began that whole perfectionist side of me. Like I want, you know, I like to achieve, I'm an achiever. I, um, I'm a one, um, is that when I was a teenager, like, I don't even know how to explain it in a short sentence, but. I wasn't happy with my home. Like I wasn't happy with my home life for various reasons that whatever people are imperfect. And I was looking forward to growing up and being an adult and having a perfect home. Like (laughs) I don't want to cry. I'm just tired. (laughs) Um, When I was a kid, I just could look at all of these perfect families and feel like somehow I'm going to get that. I'm going to get it. Like, I don't know what it, what it's going to take. And for a long time, I thought it was like school was going to get me that. Mm. Like, I'm going to achieve in school and I'm going to go to college and I'm going to get a good job and I'm going to be rich and have no problems. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I really bought into that Mm -hmm. because I did well in school. And then I thought, no, it's more about being lovable. I'm going to be beautiful and fun and, you know, like the life of the party. Mm. And then I'm going to find a guy who will just adore me and we're going to have a perfect family. And then when I like started to be more in the church, like be involved in the church, I started looking around at families in my church that seemed to be like really peaceful and full of joy in life. And so then I got this kind of idea as a teenager, like, oh, the happiest and healthiest people I know are Christians. They're like committed Christians. So I should be more of a Christian because that looks like the most likely path to getting what I want. And so for a long time, I would like look up to, I'm really, I don't know. I heard this thing one time that said that most adolescents look around at the adults in their life and kind of choose to go towards some example that they have in front of them. And so one of the best things we can do for our adolescent children is to put adults in their life that we want them to model their lives out of. Right. Like I agree. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Anyway. Well, I did. I was, I, I believe it because that's what I did. Like I, even if you have good parents, you do that. Yeah. Okay. So I looked around at my church and like saw different adults that I was like, I want to be like that. I want to be like that. I want to be like that. And over and over again, I realized that the adults that I wanted to be like 
what was the defining like unifying characteristic was that they were all wholeheartedly after the Lord. Mm-hmm. They just were. They were people who were committed believers. That was foundation, that that's what was primary first in their lives. And so I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do yeah. too. And, um, it's so funny because in my search for having like a good life, I ended up finding like that actually it's not so much about like coming out to this perfect life, but it's about coming out to this perfect person. Like God is so much like God is so good. He's so good. It's about Mm -hmm. like, even if your life is trash, (laughs) (laughs) I mean like even if like your life, you don't get that picket fence, perfect life. That's Mm -hmm. actually not what I was hungry for. Like I thought that's what I wanted. Right. And that's not actually what, that's not actually what I needed. What I actually needed was like him and the person of him, the person of him. Right. I think it's amazing how that hunger that a lot of us have for perfection actually can be fulfilled in the person of him because he is perfect. And so we think that it's about us being perfect. We think that we think that, okay, if I can achieve and be, you know, be better and be good and be perfect, or at least at least trying to be perfect, you know, like we're sometimes we'll say, well, like God knows I'm trying, you know, but like actually we it's such a relief if we can actually walk in the fact that we don't have to do that because actually he is and he fulfilled it all. Yeah. And it's so funny and ironic how many times like I look around my life, I'm 39. I have a 16 year old son and 14 year old twin daughters and a happy marriage and a very peaceful home. I mean, we're crazy, but our house is full of peace, you know? (laughs) Um, and how many times I'm sitting around with my kids and they're reading or we're laying around or just playing a game or I'm sitting there looking around and I think it's so funny how I got what I wanted. But like, even though I got what I wanted, like I have a happy home, I have a happy marriage, I have peaceful children and my children have good parents. That's not actually, it turns out what I actually wanted, but it's what I got also like it also right like mm-hmm. what you thought that you wanted is not that but you still got what you wanted i know it's not funny <laughs> yeah yeah that okay what you were saying about him being perfect and us i don't know that was just a very good reminder for me because i even just in everything that i do strive and want i want everything to be perfect like i want my kids to mm-hmm. you know look perfect just because I like the way that they look when they look perfect and I want my house to look perfect because then I feel like I can breathe but like no I should like spending time with him and being able to breathe being able to have him be the one that makes me breathe be able to breathe (laughs) is more important than whether I think everything has to be perfect in my home and then I can breathe. Yeah. That did not all come out. No, right. I, but I think you understand what I'm think saying. That when it's like one of those things where can you can, like, we often think, can I control my, can I control my world enough that I'm happy and satisfied and peaceful? Well, we have to come to a place where even when you can't control your world, right. For whatever reason, whether it's just cause we have a ton of kids or whether it's because there's illness in the family or whether, whatever it is, even if like nothing in your life is under control, you're under your own control still you can somehow find peace and I'm not good at that like I'm really my kids will tell you like I'm not I'm not good at that but I also I guess I just want to say that that like it's so funny how that like shadowy vision like that little mirage of a vision of who God was when I was 13 like grew and grew and grew and I feel like the picture of the Lord has become clearer but also I have become more like obsessive like I want it more like I want more all the time to to see him and to know him and and it doesn't matter to me like how clear it is I still feel like it's not enough you know what I mean? It's yeah. so funny. Yes. I think a lot of times about the Lord coming back in terms of like when I was engaged to my husband, we spent a lot of time apart. I visited, I just went out of town, out of the state and we were writing to each other and calling each other and stuff. And I was so desperate for our wedding day. Like I was just like this, I was okay. Like, honestly, I was in Alaska. 
I went to Alaska. It's the only time I've ever gone to Alaska. I was in Alaska on vacation while I was engaged. And I was like desperate to be done being in Alaska. Mm -hmm. Like how beautiful it was. And I remember it like, oh, it was so nice there. I'm like, we should go back. But honestly, while I was there, all I could think about was like, I want to get to my wedding day. That's what I all I want. I'm hungry Mm -hmm. for that. And I've been feeling that that feeling lately about like the Lord. Like I have that constant feeling all the time. Like, okay, Lord, life is good. And I love life and I love my home and I love my family, but I am just so ready to see you clearly. I'm so like, Mm -hmm. it's really nice knowing that I'm yours and you are mine. But like, Lord, I am like, I'm like so like inside hungry for the day when he says, like the spirit and the bride say, come Lord Jesus. Like I want it so much that some days that like, it's, it's kind of funny because I think so much of how I was engaged. There were some days when like I was away from him and I was thinking how I'm engaged. I'm wearing his ring. I would look at flowers he sent me. And I remember this one big bouquet of red roses he sent me while I was gone. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at that and thinking, this is beautiful. And I love my husband. I love that he sent me flowers. But I just want to I want to be with him right now. Right. And I feel mm. like that about the Lord. Like I so appreciate our good world and our good life. But like, it just makes me even more like, wouldn't it be nice if we were actually together, actually together. It'd be so much nicer. God, come on. <laughs> and I say that, I feel like that's my prayer all the time. Like, come on, could today come be the on. day? <laughs> Isn't it time yet? Like, that's awesome. That'd be great. Just today. Come on. You know, you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the ring, but <laughs> let's be married. <laughs> so interesting because like I wish that I felt like that but like I don't right now which is really maybe scary to me (laughs) like like I think I'm just enjoying this life a lot and like I guess that's not a bad thing like he wants us to enjoy life but like my longing should be for that so it's like Oh, that's really it's great. It's just different seasons, It's I really guess. great that you feel that way, and I really would like to feel that way, too. Oh, it's interesting. I wasn't going to say that, but I was like, I better, might as well be honest. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I think Brianna's right. Like, I think that, <laughs> no, it, it, it might have been already. It was like that. <laughs> Sorry. No problem. Um, I think Brianna's right, though, August, that it's different seasons, and I don't think, yes. like he says, he come he came for us to have life, and life yes. more abundantly. Yes. Like, I think that it's, I don't know. Yeah. I think that it's okay, too. Yeah. But yeah. I know, I mean, I know that feeling of, yeah. like, of, like, should I, I be like, more? Yeah. So good. Right, like, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't wrap my head around it still of course nobody can like eternity and actually being and it's just so unknown even though we even though I know that it's going to be wonderful and I but I think sometimes I'm still like oh that feels scary to me like actually having this life be over with because I don't know what it's going to be like even though I guess the times of experiencing the presence of God heavily then I do think about that and maybe I just haven't had that very much lately and that is my problem yeah Hmm, like if you were engaged to somebody (laughs) and you got engaged and then you like kind of didn't talk to them very often and you just built a life and were like we're gonna get married in five years but then in the meantime you just kind of got lazy about talking to them then yeah you'd kind of be like well i kind of like it here yeah so yeah i think you do have to keep those like you have to keep like it's with marriage like in marriage you have to keep building your romance well it's the same with the lord you have to do that but also you know it's like not that hard because it's he says like you know draw near to me and i'll draw near to you like all we really have to do is express to the lord like lord please make me more passionate for you lord i want to be more passionate for you you know me Mm -hmm. like will you please call me and pull me close like give me more of a desire for you because i think we start with saying that like lord i want to want you more yes. but i think we don't start with that like yeah and i think also i do i am very often thinking about eternity and like thinking in in that mindset like sometimes i'm like okay but this doesn't really matter because it's 
Hmm. And because in eternity, you know, like different things that I think about and I'm like, yeah, this doesn't it's it's really all in the end that matters. Yeah. Just thinking about thinking in that way, but not like longing for it like that. And yeah, yeah, these are good conversations. You're making me think it's good. (laughs) So like, what are some ways that like, I feel like probably August isn't the only one that feels like that. Like, I feel like what are the ways that we, we work towards that place? Like, like how do we draw near to the Lord? Like, yes, we can hold on to that promise, draw near to him and he'll draw near to us. But it feels like, well, maybe that, maybe I don't really know what that means. Like, what if, like how, what does that actually mean? How do we actually draw near? Well, sometimes it's about, sometimes for me, it's about recognizing the things that keep me from drawing near. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, I don't know if anybody else is like this, but I can be addicted to my phone. Right. Like addicted. Mm -hmm. And you get so addicted to your phone that like you don't actually take time to talk to the Lord. And it can be as simple as like looking at it as soon as you get up and then Mm -hmm. you get into a conversation with somebody and then you, the next thing you know, you're downstairs making coffee and talking to somebody and like you missed that window of opportunity to like seek the Lord. Mm -hmm. And in which case, sometimes when you recognize the thing that's keeping you from the Lord, then you make steps that say, I'm not going to look at my phone in the morning or I'm not going to lay in bed and look at my phone or, I mean, and that's just one little example, but I think sometimes when you, okay, it's like, I mean, it's like anything when you want more of something in your life, you have to examine what, what is keeping you like you can Mm -hmm. like take steps to do that. I also think that like, um, honestly, I think all the time that like, you can't scare yourself into wanting more of the Lord. You can't be like, Oh, you know, you better watch out because you're, backsliding you're gonna get your butt beat by the lord you can't like no you can't scare yourself into wanting more of the presence of god what you have to do is remind yourself like you have to right you have to remember his goodness and yes and remember and yeah i think there are times when you have to repent and be like lord i have really been lazy about mm-hmm. seeing you there are times like that but i don't think you that should see my journal <laughs> I, I was going to say <laughs> i've heard you say that before yeah but i also think that like um i don't know also i also think another big thing is the company you keep mm-hmm. i've noticed that if i have if i if i have friends that i know are hungry for the Lord and I just make a note on my schedule to reach out to them and be like, Hey, what are you, what are you doing? Or sometimes I'll say to somebody, what are you reading these days? Or what have you been thinking about? I, I am more encouraged in my own. And if you, I know this sounds terrible, but if you have a group of friends that you're with all the time and you love them and you have fun with them, but you never encourage each other in seeking the Lord and your conversations are just continually, fluff well then you have to say to yourself is this good or is this like honestly is a waste of time because like I think of things sometimes in terms of nutrition like okay there's very healthy things like vegetables and there's very unhealthy things like candy okay (laughs) but wait but then there's stuff in the middle there's stuff in the middle that is like gray area where like okay it's zucchini bread but there's a lot of sugar in it there are vitamins but there's a lot of sugar I think that everything in your life is also like that. There are things in your life that are obviously very bad. There are things that are obviously very good, but there's a lot of gray things in the middle of your life. And Mm -hmm. you have to constantly be saying, do I want my diet to be mostly, would you want your diet to be all all junk food or like gray area food? Or do you say to yourself, no, I better make sure that I'm eating some like roughage or I'm, you know, you know, going to be not good no you know that you you especially as moms you don't want your child to live on only donuts you right. say i want to make sure he gets some carrots in there i want to you know we do that i think we should do that with our own selves like if your diet is a steady stream of like house decorating and 
getting your hair done and like all of these superficial things that mean nothing, then you have to say to yourself, oh, I'm filling up my days and my hours with non-eternal things. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you realize that you purpose to say like, okay, well then I'm going to buy a new Bible study book and start going through this. Like you start modifying that way Mm -hmm. and trust that that stuff will bear fruit. Because the other thing is like, I always think of, you know, Galatians chapter six, where it says, you know, do not be deceived. God will not be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. And I love that passage because I heard like when I was like 17 years old, my pastor talk about how that verse is so encouraging because a lot of people use it to say, you better watch out. You do bad things. It's going to grow bad fruit. But actually what it's actually saying is, Listen, if you put good things in, it has to bear good things. So if you're saying, I'm going to steadily make sure I'm going to a Bible study, I'm steadily making sure I'm like praying every day, it will actually bear good fruit. It will. And it will bear good fruit in your relationship. But sometimes it's just the discipline of saying, I'm not going to. I mean, okay, we all have disciplines about different things. Like probably everybody here knows you're not going to spend money unless you know what's in your checkbook. You know what I mean? Like you just know it's something you have to do. (laughs) It's just something you have to do. You want to turn the lights on, you have to pay the electric bill. Well, I think that we have to just apply that same measure of discipline. We can't just be like, oh, I'm not disciplined enough to have devotions. Well, yes, you are. Right. If you're disciplined enough to pay your bills, then you're disciplined enough to read the Bible. Like you are. You're disciplined enough to get up and make coffee every morning. Right. You just don't actually believe that it's going to bear fruit. Right. So if you want, like, you just don't. So you have to change your mind and say, Mm -hmm. I believe that reading my Bible, I believe that spending five minutes meditating before the Lord is actually going to do something in my life. Yeah. And if you're not, if you can't find time to do that, then like you have to say to yourself, why don't I actually believe? Like, why don't I actually believe that that's going to, that that's worth doing? Yeah. I guess that's what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) I tell my kids all the time, just like, okay, guys, don't forget to read. Don't do not forget to be in the Bible today. Do not forget to spend time with Jesus. And I say things like, I mean, they're teenagers. I'm like, you can do a lot of good things today, but if you spent your whole day and never talked to the Lord, you wasted today. Your day was a waste. Mm-hmm. I say, I mean, I say that to him all the time. We, yeah, we always joke to each other. Whenever anybody's in a bad mood in our house, somebody will say, go read your Bible. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I would say that the hardest thing in my life has been myself. (laughs) I feel like I am a not very stable person. Like I remember being younger and I have this good friend, Megan. Has Megan been on the podcast? She's going to be next week, ladies and gentlemen. No, just kidding. (laughs) Megan who? Megan Harney. Oh, okay. She hasn't been invited. She, okay. So I have this friend who's very stable, like very stable. She's just very emotionally stable and and I've been in different, I've been in different, um, encounters with her, situations with her where there was emotions like high running emotions. And she's very level headed. And I remember saying to the Lord, Lord, what's wrong with me? Why am I a roller coaster? Like I am a roller coaster and other people are just steady Nellies. And I wish I was steady. I am, I'm the type of personality that I'm like, gung-ho and then later I'm like no not so much and also I'm the personality that's like super super intense and then I'll be super intense about something else like I mean I'm not saying that I'm I don't think I'm a total flaco I do try to fulfill you know might sound like I'm a total flaco I might be a total flaco to some people but (laughs) I think that I remember talking to the Lord about why am I like this Why am I like this? Why do I get insanely, intently joyful and also really insanely, intently sad and worked up about stuff? And I um, have been talking to the Lord about this and about how much I disliked myself about this for years, like since I was a teenager, probably that I wish I had a different personality than I have. I think for I'm 39 years old, I'm 39 And probably for 35 of those years, I have actively disliked myself. 
Like I've actively disliked my own personality, my own tendencies, my own everything, my own qualities and the kind of person I am. And I've, I've uh, about, I guess just in the last year, really started to realize that, like really started to realize how much I have complained to the Lord about myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's people who are like very much like complain to the Lord about their situation. And I have done that for sure. But in general, I blame most of my own problems on me. Like, I'm like, Lord, I know you're good. I'm unhappy. So I'm the problem. Why can't I fix myself? Why won't you fix me? Mm-hmm. I hate me. And I think that I'm kind of in the middle of learning from the Lord how much he loves me and how much he created me on purpose. And even those things that I consider completely like character flaws actually are things that he, okay, like for instance, I'll just tell you one thing. So I have this tendency to be very, you know, like, you know, mm, you know, when you're in middle school and Maybe not any of you know this, but like maybe <laughs> <laughs> you know how girls in middle school are known for being like like popularity games. Yeah. You know, like there's the cool girl and the not cool girl and okay. Oh, I know what it is. I was like the biggest social climber in the world when I was younger. Like right. I, I always wanted to get a little bit higher in the in the social network than I was. Always. I always had this sense and I've I've said this before that like I always feel like I kind of walk into a room and know what the power dynamics are. Like I can tell who's in charge, who has personal authority, who's not very important here. And I have this inner desire to rise up in the group. Like I just have that drive so bad. Mm -hmm. And part of me like over the years has been like, oh it's because, you know, I have this need I need to feel more worth or like I need, I have value or whatever, all these different reasons. Well, I have repented of that desire my whole life because as soon as I recognized it, when I was like 20, I'm like, this is wicked. This is evil. I should be less than I should be more humble. I should be wanting to be lower. I should be less noticed. And I've been working actively my whole adult life at trying to curb that inner drive. Right. But I still feel it all the time. Mm-hmm. And not just, I mean, literally just in the last couple months, I was talking about that to my mother and my mom. My mom is so funny. You should have my mom on the podcast. That'd be fun. My mom said, you know, Brianna, when you have something like that, you can't quench it. You can't turn it off. Like it's just part of you. Instead, you just have to learn how to use it for the kingdom. Yeah. And then she said, you know, Esther, I think Esther had that. Esther was probably exactly like that. And she used it for good. And it just completely blew my mind thinking about how many character qualities I have that I dislike and I don't value, but actually instead of, okay, it's like the man with the talents rather than despising what you have and burying it and saying, comparing it to somebody else's and saying, Oh, it's not that you have to take your qualities and say, how can I use this to build a kingdom? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Like there's also that, um, that one parable about, it's such a confusing parable, but you know, when he, when Jesus is talking about the shrewd manager, And he says, there's this wicked manager and he's getting fired. And the king says, okay, you're about to get fired. So this manager, it's a weird, weird passage. This manager goes out to the different people who owe his his king, his owner, whatever, his money. And he like cancels their debts. He's like, how much do you owe my master? Okay, call it half. How much do you owe my master? Okay, that's canceled. And then... It sounds really counterintuitive because he's being dishonest. He's cheating his master. Like, it seems like what kind of story you're telling Jesus. But then at the end, it says the, the king hears what happens and he says, you know, good for him. Like, well, that was kind of a smart move on his part. And Jesus says, the people of the world have more wisdom than my own, my own people. I wish I was. I wish I had looked it up because I wish I had understood it better. I mean, could quote it better. But in my mind, I feel like that parable was actually saying like the people of the, of the world know how to take their 
tendencies and use it for their own blessing. But somehow within the church, we don't know how to look at each individual distinct person and value them and right. use that person to build the kingdom. Instead, we just want to take in each individual person and turn them into what we consider a model Christian, which all looks exactly the same. Right. That's what I was going to say is that we like have this idea that this is what's right. <gasps> yeah. And so we're all trying to take ourselves and other people and make them that when actually like God very clearly talks about just even the body and the different parts and how and the value of all those things. And I think that that's really good to be able to look and say, okay, what are the things about me that I, I think we do all have things that maybe we kind of despise about our personality because like, I think maybe we're really quiet. And so we wish we were louder or better at being in charge, or maybe we're more the take charge. And so we kind of wish we would follow better. But if we, just exactly what you're saying if we would look and say okay this is kind of what I tend to do what if God put that in me you know like what if that's on purpose and yeah I'm just reiterating I love it I'm I, just reiterating what I, you I already said but that. yeah and I feel like honestly for me it has been such a relief to be like oh my goodness Lord you made me like this Lord you made me so that I I mean like Oh my goodness, you may like instead of beating myself that I'm not another way, I just recognize how I am and work with it. Like for instance, I have intently productive times where I am passionately working and I crank workout. Mm-hmm. And I have really lazy seasons where I literally am just laying around reading. And I have beat myself up over the years because how many times have they said, consistency, consistency, you have to be consistent. And I look at other consistent people who do something every day for a hundred days and post it on Instagram. And I'm like, why can't I be like that? And it's because that's not how God made me. It's not how God made me. I am okay. And actually I produce a lot in my fruitful times. I really do. And I think that that voice of condemnation comes back to, I think that God like his, his voice towards me is constantly like when I, when I hear him, he's like so good and so kind and so tenderhearted and so merciful to me. And you know, that is a miracle to me. And that has what has gotten, got me, whatever. It's everything. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I can see those seasons in myself too, where I've kind of, And I think sometimes it is just maturity, like in just age, but also in the Lord, like just recognizing and valuing me, how I am, where I'm at. And I think like, like scripture tells us not to compare, like that there's no fruit in that. And I think that that is one way that we often kind of bog ourselves down because we're looking you know, at the people around us and saying, well, that, you know, like she looks good doing that. And she looks good doing that. Where if we would actually turn our, turn our, if we'd just look inward and say, Hey, you know, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Like God laid this out for me and I can actually be that. And that's good. And that's okay. And Mm -hmm. I think that comparison is, what do they say? comparison the thief of joy it is (laughs) but do you know what it's also it's not always just comparison sometimes it's just condemnation yeah sometimes it's just the enemy condemning you and condemning you whereas the lord's voice is so you know what is so funny when people start talking about like how do you hear the lord's voice or how do you know who the lord is all i have i was just telling my daughter yesterday i'm like if you're trying to figure out if it's god this is how i know it's god if it sounds too good to be true that's his voice mm-hmm. when he's that. talking to you and he's like, you're like, this can't possibly be you. You will think this. Yeah. You, that's God. That's him. That was him. That was him. He's good like that. He's yep. so good. I love, I love that. it. Well, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> Anything else that you want us to know that we didn't talk about? I mean, a yeah. million things probably. What do I have but- to say? If I could say it to the whole world, I would say the king is coming. Jesus is coming soon. Like he's coming. He's really coming, you guys. I mean, he's coming soon. He's coming. And I say that like happily, so happily, but I also say it like really like with a big warning of like don't 
forget like don't be like one of those servants that like thinks oh he's coming sometime and in the meantime i'm just gonna do whatever i want because i think that those of us who are i mean we're all like we all me especially like we're going to regret the time we wasted but man if we could just remind ourselves like the time is so short it is so much shorter than we think that's all that's all yeah it's so good well, thank you so much for mm, coming for and me. being on this. It's so fun. Um, we always like to end our show asking, what's good about today? What's good about today? Oh, I just love being with people who know Jesus. That's all. Okay. And to be quite honest, what's good about today is green. Like it is so green outside and so beautiful. The world is just gorgeous right now. Gorgeous. Don't you love how God made, like he made this whole world. He made all these systems. Like it's all kind of running. Like you were mentioning recently about like our bodies and how they're just like, it's like this whole, just it's a system of its own. And like, it's all kind of in there and working. And like, I don't have to, figure out how to make my body work it just it does like we're born our heart beats it's crazy but like I feel like that a little bit about the world too like just okay it's spring and just the ground starts growing things and the leaves bud and they open and they put oxygen in the air and like I don't know it's amazing to me it is amazing it's all like and I also love I know it could be a whole nother train, but like, I I just also love how he chose to do it. Like so beautiful. (gasps) I know. Like, which makes me, I always, yeah, I feel like you hear some, some people sometimes who feel like who don't really value beauty, which that's their own thing. It's fine. But I just feel like, okay, actually no, like God is beautiful and Mm -hmm. he like obviously values beauty because yeah. otherwise why would he make things look why the way would he they make look things? i often think about that with god <laughs> that he like values things it's so funny like why does laughter exist right Can anybody answer that question why does laughter exist why does sugar taste good why why do babies look adorable why does why do songs sound good mm-hmm. like I mean, there's a lot of things that feel real good that don't need to feel good too. You know, like (laughs) why, why is that? It's because the Lord loves, like the Lord delights in us delight and (laughs) he (laughs) loves it when we're delighted. Like delight is a good thing. I don't know. I love it. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Yes. It's good. Well, August, you have anything else to say? I just want to say that I agree. The green is very beautiful (laughs) and I I'm so thankful for it, especially this year. Yep. Even though I was in green season for like a month of winter time. So it's funny. Mm-hmm. Being in El Salvador. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, in I wasn't Salvador. around for much of winter. Yeah. Feels so like maybe even it's because of your new house. And yeah. so you're seeing new, all yes, of whatever. I like remember maple trees for the first time in I years. Know. Have I said this before? I don't know. I'm always like, did I say this on the podcast? Whatever. If I did. <laughs> But I remember when I lived with my friend Natasha, who, which we have to get her back on the podcast again soon. That would be so nice. Um, I miss her. But like the, (laughs) we moved in, we lived together for a period of time, like what, almost 15 years ago. And when we moved in, it was December. So like we were there all winter. So everything's like dead and snowy and whatever. But then like spring came, it was her house. She bought the house in December. I moved in with her and our, and another friend. And, like as spring came it was so fun because there was so like you didn't know what was there like flowers and trees and we'd be like look this is blooming did you know we had such and such like it was just such a fun thing yeah that is anyway why you guys not to bring this around to a spiritual point but like i can't help think that you were saying earlier like or maybe adelia was asking like what can someone do if they don't feel that Mm -hmm. desire and like okay here's the thing I do think that you can be in a season where you don't feel a passion just to seek after mm-hmm. the Lord. But sure. I do also think that like there are seasons in life, like there are seasons on the earth. And if during that season you say, Lord, 
I want to love you more. You know my heart. Draw me after you. You might feel a little wild, but like, yeah, he's going to do it. Like he makes the trees grow. He's going to make you grow. You don't have to like a tree doesn't have to be like, oh, I just want to bear fruit. Yeah. You know, you know, the right. Lord is the mm-hmm. one that does it. And I think all the tree can keep doing is keep reaching up towards the sun. And God's the one that makes it. Yeah. Yes. I feel like that's encouraging. If you feel like it's winter, spring is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. All right, everyone. Brianna, <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> this has been so fun. I think I think you probably already said that, but it's, it's been okay. so fun. It's really fun. Fun <laughs> I love yeah. seeing behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. All right, everybody, have a good day. Have a good have day. Have a good day. <laughs>